Welcome to Behind the Filter with Patrick Weaver Blog, the show where we go behind the filters of social media with your favorite creators, influencers, and bloggers to get their real, unfiltered thoughts on the industry, trends, and their personal lives. So sit back, stop scrolling, and tune in for an unfiltered convo led by your host, Patrick Weaver. All right, so today's episode's going to be a little bit different, you guys. And uh, I I just feel the need to do this. Uh, and we can go back to regularly scheduled programming next week. Um, if you are anyone that lives in, I don't know, uh, the entire world, you have probably heard about Mascara Gate uh, and what's really going on uh, with the conversation around influencers and lying, uh, what really goes on in, in brand partnerships. So I decided that it's time to just kind of give you my opinion on this matter. Uh, I thought this would be the best place to do it because we're all about going behind the filters and talking about the real life and, and the real, you know, the real daily work that we do as influencers. And so that's why I, I decided that it would just be smart to sit down and film uh, or record this episode rather. And so that's what we're going to do today. Before we dive into all that, I did want to also preface uh, that we are coming up on February uh, in the next week. And so what you may already know about Behind the Filter, uh, but that I wanted to also reiterate here is that during the month of February, Black History Month, I only invite black content creators or influencers onto my show. That is because I believe that as black people in America and as black people in an industry that is predominantly white and female, I think that their voices need to be elevated and I'm happy to do it on my platform. I'm happy to lend my platform to them. I encourage us to listen and to learn about uh, the realities of black people in America, and also the realities and experiences of black people in this industry. And so you can go back and listen uh, to previous episodes as well. But I just want you to know that through the next month, February, uh, I celebrate black history here. You're going to be here uh, from amazing black uh, influencers and creators. You're also going to hear me giving a nod to some of the most inspiring Black Americans to have ever existed, uh, and that I love to get to introduce you to new people. Uh, And so I'm really excited about this year and the lineup and some of these influencers that are joining me. Uh, After that, we'll take a mid-season break uh, for just a couple of weeks as we're finalizing and uh, finishing up some recording with a few people that were added to our roster late. So with that being said, I wanted to go ahead and let's dive right in to everything about influencing, lying, and I also want to cover a little bit of the law aspect of this as well. So we'll go ahead and dive in on that. And if you haven't, make sure that you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Spotify. Make sure that you are doing that so that way you get updated every single time we post a new episode on Mondays. So with that being said, let's go ahead and dive into this very controversial topic. I'll give you my opinion on it. All right, so we're going to start. But before we start, I do want to just have a sip of wine. Um, You guys know I always drink wine when I record. And let's just, let's break this down for anyone who maybe isn't up to speed on this, or maybe you just haven't seen that the entire world is talking about this right now. But I have loved following Michaela Naguera for quite some time. I'm probably butchering her last name, but everybody knows Michaela on TikTok. And she's an amazing makeup artist. I have bought so many of the products that she's recommended. I love watching her videos because she's just so real and she's raw and she's authentic. And that's what I have loved about her is that she just does not shy away from being vulnerable with her millions and millions and millions of followers. And she said something in an interview uh, on Bethany Frankel's podcast when she went on Bethany's podcast about, you know, how she 
loves that she, when she's recording these videos and she gets very vulnerable and she talks about things going on. She's talked about her eating disorder. She's talked about her depression and anxiety. She's talked about, uh, you know, her relationship and all these different things. And one of the things that she said was that when she, you know, sets her phone up, she feels like she's only talking to one person and it's easy to be vulnerable with one person. It's not so easy to be vulnerable with millions of people. I have roughly six to seven ish thousand followers on you know social media i have a, across two different pl- or three different platforms i have about seventeen thousand followers and so one thing that is really difficult for me sometimes is to talk about things that are really difficult or things that are going on in my personal life and i try my best to do it but when you think about the fact that you have fifteen thousand eyes you know sixteen thousand eyes that's like thirty thousand plus eyes on you and like that's so terrifying to know that you have like 15,000 people that can see your content that follow you they have two eyes give or take maybe some of you maybe some of them don't I don't know um but I love that she said that because I think it's so it's so true and so she's gotten herself into kind of a scandal uh and, and and that is that she did a paid partnership with L'Oreal uh, the makeup brand, and she was reviewing their new telescopic mascara, I think is the name of it. And one of the things that she did was allegedly, because she has, I, I, I haven't checked today to see if she's made any kind of statement or anything, but from what I understand, uh, she is not to date, but she has uh, she put on false lashes to essentially make the mascara look better, I guess, and make it look more full, uh, make it look a little bit better of a product. I mean, I personally think mascara is mascara. Like, unless it's just, like, some really shitty mascara that you picked up from, like, the Dollar Tree, I think mascara, it is what it is. I think it, I don't really see that big of a difference. I personally don't use drugstore mascara hardly ever. I My personal favorite is the Thrive Cosmetics Liquid Lash Extensions. And it's been the only mascara that I have used consistently since, God, like 2018. Uh, You know, I've tried other mascaras here and there, but like my go-to, if you told me I could only have one mascara for the rest of my life, it's not going to be from the drugstore. I'm sorry. Um, But it's mainly because I just really fell in love with this one a long time ago, and I keep it in my makeup bag all the time. It's my favorite one. Uh, And it's one of the only ones that I've really recommended to my followers. But... Someone commented on the video and said, like, Bestie, are you wearing fake lashes? And she was like, and she said that she was not wearing fake lashes, that instead she had just put on multiple coats of this mascara. A lot of people have debunked this. Some people have, you know, pulled in, you know, things onto, uh, I follow a, a woman by the name of Cassandra Bankson. I love her. She's a phenomenal uh, dream person to bring on the podcast. Um, she's a, you know, a medical esthetician. And so she knows all things about beauty and skincare and she's wonderful. Um, she's very, a a great follow, but she pulled in different photos of Michaela's eye from different things and basically into Photoshop. And then what she says is that she proved that she did actually put lashes in. So we also know that allegedly, Uh, she maybe didn't use a full lash strip. There are some that have these like really small little wispies that you can just plop in. And it appears that that is what she has done. And then she allegedly lied about that by saying that she only, you know, she just put on multiple coats and that's why uh, her lashes look amazing. And so the internet has been in an uproar over this because of the ramifications of this girl lying it now opens up the possibility that, shocker, maybe some of the influencers that are posting things for brands are not telling you the full truth. Uh, I think if you thought that everybody on the internet was being 100% truthful, that you are A, really dumb, uh, B, that you put way too much faith in human beings, and C, that you believe that everybody is as ethical as you are. Newsflash, people lie on the internet. It happens every single day. I I have been approached by brands who've asked me to pay me for a review of a product 
Uh, I have been offered a lot of money from brands before to, to you know, post about a, a particular product of theirs. And like, I've already tried it and I don't really like it. Uh, I'll never forget there was one uh, large brand that reached out to me and they wanted me to talk about a specific foundation. And uh, before I replied to the email, I went that day and I bought the foundation. Uh, it was already one that was in stores. It was sort of like a relaunch of, of, of that. And I hated it. It was liquidy. It didn't cover right. I wasn't really a big fan of the fragrance. And I was like, I can't like, I can't promote this to my, my following. It's just, it doesn't make any sense for me to do that. And so I, you know, just had to tell the brand like, Hey, I'm so sorry. I've actually tried the product and I don't really, you know, want to move forward. I've had brands send me product before and they're like, Hey, try this out. If you like it, we'd love to talk about working together on something. Um, I don't ever do reviews for free. Uh, or not reviews, excuse me. I don't ever do content for free anymore because of the fact that like free product doesn't pay my bills. Um, and so I am almost always paid for things uh, either through an upfront fee that I charge the brand or uh, for the, uh, I, I will get a small commission back on every single time someone uses a discount code of mine or they buy using a, a link of mine. And so that's simply because of the fact that, like I said, free product does not pay my bills. And so I have no shame saying, like, I accept money from brands. I do. But I've worked really hard to be able to charge money for the content that I put out there. And so this is the part that I think we've got to understand. There are two arguments that I keep seeing being made. One is that, oh, well, this has happened all the time. Do you really, you know, think that, like, and, and I, I'm, I made this argument, too. I have made it in multiple comments on TikTok and on Instagram. You know, do you really believe that a, a commercial that you see for Garnier Fructis is really like that's their product is going to make your hair look like that? Like you should be you should understand that there are things that are used. I mean, half the food that you see in a commercial for Burger King is not actually edible food. It's like there's so many different things and it's just it drives me crazy that I think that some people just really take, you know, take this as being, okay, if I use Garnier Fructis, then I'm going to have hair that looks just like Gigi Hadid. No, you're probably not. And the products aren't even that good anyways, in my personal opinion. But I've made that argument. I, I, I sort of understand the argument, however. I, I have had really a lot of in-depth conversations about this with other influencer friends of mine, specifically beauty influencer friends of mine. And the other side of the argument that I see is she lied. She should be held accountable. And also this is really damaging to those of us that actually do tell the truth. And, uh, you know, I, I had to take, I, I had to take a step back and say, okay, do I think that this is such an egregious problem that like she should be, you know, everyone should unfollow her and she's terrible and we should never trust her and da 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 da. I think she's going to have to work really hard to prove herself to us. I don't think that this is something that she can't come back from. But she's got to come at this with honesty, with truth. And also, I'd love to know what was in her contract with the brain for this specific partnership. Because a lot of, I've, I've seen someone that worked on, uh, I, I specifically saw a woman who used to do all of the makeup for commercials for some of these large retailers. And I think one of the ones that she said that she had worked with previously, previously was Revlon, very similar to L'Oreal. Uh, and she was saying that in, in the contract for her coming onto set, being a makeup artist, if it was for a mascara product, you could not use falsies under any circumstances. You only got to use the product. So I'd love to know, is that something that's that maybe is uh, in the contract for this specific mascara and this specific paid partnership? I'd love to know. I don't know if we'll ever get that because a lot of things are kept secretive. Uh, I know I can't show people contracts that I've signed. Um, but also, if, if you're an influencer, please read your contracts. I mean, I don't know how many times I have to flip and say that on this podcast, but it, it seems to not, you know, to no avail. I keep having conversations with influencers who were like, oh, I just sign it. And it's like, no, 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 you don't need to have an attorney, you know, just learn how to read a contract and, and redline it yourself. 
But I digress. I'm very interested to see what the ramification ramifications of this are on the rest of the beauty community. We've now seen Jeffree Star come out of his sort of like retirement of makeup videos and he's not really producing anything on, on YouTube anymore. I think that times have changed from YouTube, I think because of TikTok, because of Instagram reels, etc. You know, short form content is really what people are consuming these days. They are not consuming long uh, YouTube content in the same way that they did, you know, even five years ago when Dramageddon happened in the beauty community and there was all this drama going on. But, uh, you know, Jeffree Star has made his comeback and, and he's now reviewing things because he does not take any money from anybody. And, you know, I think that that is a way to really be able to say what your opinion is on a product is to not take a, you know, not to sign a, a contract and to take money from a brand, but also, also, you should still be just telling the truth anyways. And I don't think that that's the only way that you can be fully honest. There are, there are times that like I have been under contract for a paid partnership and I have, you know, not been crazy, amazing. Oh my God, this is the, you know, the holy grail of this type of product, you know, but it's a good product. I'm not going to say it's terrible, you know, but I'm, I'm going to do it. And I do think that everybody has to make, make their money their own way, you know? There's an ethical way to go about it. And so uh, I, I do think that we're now at a paradigm shift in the industry where we are not, we're, we're, pe- we're going to start holding people accountable for lying when it comes to things like product reviews, lying about other scandals that they're involved in, lying about things that you've said in your past. Like if anything, we should all understand that this is going to happen. I don't think that this is a time for us to say that Michaela is a horrible individual or that she's just god-awful and everyone should hate her. I don't think there's some people that are calling for that, but I think she needs to issue an apology. If I was, you know, her publicist and I was sitting here and I was trying to sit, you know, give her advice, I would say, A, get on your TikTok and apologize. First and foremost, apologize. Say, I'm going to apologize to you because I didn't tell you the full truth. And I am woman enough to admit that I have lied. And I am so sorry that I did that. I will come on here and make some more you know, comments about this right now. I want to just sit back for a second because I'm going to listen to everything you guys are saying. So that way I can come up with how best that I can move forward to earn your trust back. That is what I would tell her to do. As her publicist, that is what I would like to see if I was in, in, in her shoes. Because you can't ignore this. It's not going to go away. And I think that that's one of the biggest pieces that's frustrating to me. When influencers get into these scandals, they just want to go zero dark 30. And I'm like, you can't do that. Like, you can't do that. I have such an intimate relationship with the people that I, with the people that follow me. And, And so many of them have not just become, you know, you know, followers of mine that I, that are loyal to me and that love me. They've become like, virtual friends to me and and I I feel like I if I ever make a mistake I have to apologize for it because like that's what you would do in any other world in any other aspect that you're in but you know it 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 is just a little bit frustrating and uh one of the things that I think a lot of people don't understand is uh sort of the way that influencers the influencer industry has really changed over the course of the last few years with uh, with paid partnerships, with, uh, with disclosures. And I want to walk you through like the discussion. I I looked it up today and I have it pulled up right here on my computer. It is the disclosures 101 for social media influencers from the federal trade commission. The federal trade commission has basically really started to try to work to stop deceptive advertisements. Uh, that's not just on, you know, something that, uh, where you see an ad for something and then you order it and you get something that's completely different. You know, that happens to me on Shein every now and then, or people will see an ad on Instagram and then they'll go and they'll try to buy something. They'll try to buy it and then the product never shows up because it's a fraudulent, deceptive ad and all these different things. And so uh, there's certain guidelines and laws that we have to follow. And uh, try as we might there's always going to be uh, annoying people that will try their best to 
you know, say, well, I didn't realize this is an ad. They're going to come at you over anything and everything. There's always going to be people that are on the internet that are hateful. Um, but if you just follow the guidelines and you do what you're supposed to do and you do things by the book ethically and morally, then we won't have issues like this. And so we're going to take a quick little break. Uh, and then I'm just going to walk you through Influ the, the FTC's Influencer Guidelines for Disclosures 101. We'll dive into it for just a quick second, so that way you, that, you can have a little bit more understanding about disclosures and how they work in, in, uh, on our end and, you know, why you should care about that too. So we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back, y'all. All right, so what I've done is I have pulled up the like little PDF brochure that the FTC put together. It's it's like eight pages long, and I'm I'm not going to read the whole thing to you. It's it's on the internet if you want to read it. Uh, I, I highly recommend that if you're interested in being an influencer, if you are just interested in the industry, period, to look into this stuff. Uh, it's very interesting to me. I'm a person that has always loved uh, studying law, who has paid attention to Congress. If you follow me and you probably do if you're here on the podcast, you know that I am very politically active, worked and volunteered in politics for the last few years. So the first thing in this, uh, this brochure, it says, do you work with brands to recommend or endorse products? If so, you need to comply with the law when making these recommendations. One key is to make a good disclosure of your relationship to the brand. So here's the thing. Uh, you, if let's say, I'm going to give you a hypothetical here, uh, a brand that I have not worked with. So let's say that I am working with uh, Coca-Cola to recommend a new Diet Coke. I have a Diet Coke sitting here next to me. That's what I'm just saying. Um, and I go on and I start telling you all about this new Diet Coke flavor and how amazing it is and yada, yada. And I'm getting paid a lot of money to promote this new Diet Coke flavor. Uh, on my Instagram or on TikTok, okay? Let's say that that's it. But I don't tell you that I'm getting paid a lot of money by Coke. I don't tell you that it's sponsored or that they have paid me to do this uh, video or, or, or whatever other type of content. That is me being deceptive about what the FTC calls a quote-unquote material connection with a brand. A material connection to the brand includes a personal family, or employment relationship, or a financial relationship, such as a brand paying you or even giving you free or discounted products or services. So that is, that's very important, is that if you have a material connection to a brand, you have to disclose that on social media to your followers or to anyone that's going to see it. You have to. That is why you'll see on some of my content, it will say hashtag ad, or it will say paid partnership. Uh, used to, we didn't have the paid partnership label on Instagram, and it was, we weren't really regulated. And to be quite honest, like, we weren't regulated at all for a very long time as an industry. And we're just now coming, you know, up to where we're, I think, sort of getting on the right track of, of some of the regulations. Some of it, I think, is absolute bullshit, but... Um, that's really, really important. And so telling your followers about those relationships is really important because it also helps your recommendations of a product be honest and truthful. And it also allows people to, you know, weigh the value of all the things that you endorse or promote on social media. I don't take a lot of ads anymore. Why? Because I don't want it to look like I'm only doing this for the money. I don't, you know, really post a whole lot of ads anymore. Um, I team up with brands sometimes to do things. Uh, I recently did one with Shop Call Me Cards. That's strictly because they're a small business and I wanted to promote them because I personally loved the product. We really, really enjoyed it. Uh, and it was a ton of fun to create some content for it. Um, initially, when I first reached out, I was 100% single. That is not the case right at this moment. So this is just funny. Um but I was really excited about going into like a new year being single and that really changed. Um, you know, I reached out to them in, you know, the very early fall and we just had a minute to actually work together. Um, but as an influencer, it is my responsibility 
to make these disclosures and to understand the law. One of the most important things that I, I think people really need to understand is that one, you being ignorant about something being illegal is not a, that's not a defense. So if you didn't know that something was not illegal and you do it and you get in trouble for it, you saying, oh, well, I didn't know is not an excuse and it's not going to hold up in a court of law normally either. So ignorance is not, ignorance is not something that allows you to get away with this kind of stuff. And as much, I mean, I, every time that I have worked for the brand, the, endorsements, the disclosures that are the disclosures that I have to make are inside of contract, all of the things that they need me to say and do to be compliant with the FTC and the regulations are inside of the brief or the contract. So I know what I have to do. And then if you don't do it, or you do it deceptively, like you put hashtag ad on a video, really, really, really teeny, 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 tiny, tiny, up in this corner where nobody's going to see it, you're still that's deceptive. And my God, there's this one influencer that does it all the time. It drives me up the freaking wall. They try to hide the hashtag ad up inside of their like light fixture in their house. And I'm like, do you not know that we're going to eventually people are going to catch on to this? And then you just look shady as fuck. Then you just look like a liar. And this is a this particular person. You would be shocked if I name dropped right now. You would be so surprised because they are so well known. And I'm not talking like they're well known on TikTok or they're a celebrity. I'm talking like this is somebody that like I know, I, I don't know, I don't know personally, I've never met them personally, but I know a lot about them because of the way that people have talked in the industry, way people around this person have also talked very poorly about this individual. Uh, and how deceptive and how just not really okay it is for you know them to do that. And then they get irritated with it. And they're like, well, if I have to do it, I'm going to do it her way. And I'm like, don't. D just because somebody else did it does not mean you need to do that. And so anyways, back to this. So um, here's when the FTC says that we have to disclose our uh, relationship with a brand. We have to disclose anytime there's a financial, employment, personal, or family relationship with a brand. Financial relationships aren't limited to money, though. Disclose the relationship if you got anything of value to mention a product. If a brand gives you free or discounted products or other perks, and then you mention one of its products, make a disclosure, even if you weren't asked to mention that specific product. So let's say uh, I was, you know given a bunch of makeup from uh, Physicians Formula. I've done a, a, a paid collaboration with them in the past. Um, but in that, I am also talking about a product that is not one of the ones that they sent me. Maybe it's one that I already own that I bought with my own money. And that's the one that I'm talking about in a video. And then I'm going to use maybe one or two things from the products that they sent me. I still have to disclose that I'm working with them, even though the product isn't all about the ones that they gifted me. I want to talk about this other product instead. I still got free product from it that's going to be used in that video. So I have to disclose that I was sent product by Physicians Formula. So that's, you know, one of the things uh, that is really, really important. Don't assume your followers already know about your brand relationships. Keep in mind that tags, likes, pins, in similar ways of showing you like a brand or product are endorsements. If posting from abroad, the U.S. law applies if it's reasonably foreseeable that the post will affect U.S. consumers. Foreign laws might also apply. If you have no brand relationship and are just telling people about a product you bought and happen to like, you don't need to declare that you don't have a brand relationship. So that means, let's say that I find a product in Ulta that I really like, and I have never, I, I, I don't know anything about the brand. I have never heard of them. I don't follow them on social media. I go and I, you know, get on Instagram stories and I'm like, oh my God, check out this amazing product that I just found you guys. It's from this brand. I'm going to tag them. I didn't know who they were. I don't have to say, I don't have any type of relationship with this brand. I don't know anything about them. We are not currently working together in any way, shape or form. I just like the product. You don't have to do that. 
because that's the law. If you don't have a brand relationship and you're just telling them about a product you bought and happen to like, you don't have to tell people and your followers that you don't have a relationship. So that's when you have to disclose. Let's talk about how you have to disclose because this is, I think, really, really an interesting thing. Make sure people will, and this is bolded in, in the brochure, make sure people will see and understand the disclosure. Place it so it's hard to miss. Let me repeat that. Hard to miss. Not up in your little chandelier. Disclosures are likely to be missed if they appear only on an about me or a profile page, at the end of poster videos, or anywhere that requires a person to click more. The disclosure should be placed within the endorsement message itself. If your endorsement is in a picture on a platform like Snapchat and Instagram stories, superimpose the disclosure over the picture and make sure viewers have enough time to notice and read it. If making an endorsement in a video, the disclosure should be in the video and not just in the description uploaded with the video. Viewers are more likely to notice disclosures made in both audio and video. Some viewers may watch without sound and others may not notice superimposed words. If making an endorsement in a live stream, the disclosure should be repeated periodically so viewers who only see part of the stream will get the disclosure. This is things like, this is sponsored by. This is, you know, thanks to said brand for the product. Hashtag, you know, Diet Coke partner. Hashtag ad. That's what this is. You, you have to put that. Um, use simple and clear language like thanks to, this is their example, thanks to Acme brand for the free product are often enough uh, simple explanations like thanks to Acme for the free product are often enough if placed in a way that is hard to miss. That's the one thing. You have to say things that are an advertisement, ad, sponsored, uh, and you, it has to be simple and clear like what you can't be like, I got this amazing product from my friends over at da, 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 da. Thanks so much for the product. You also, you also got to say hashtag ad and, in 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 you know, either your video say this video is sponsored by so-and-so brand. You're going to, I put it everywhere. I put it at the beginning. I am, I'm crazy about it because I don't want to get in trouble with the FTC. That's not what I'm trying to do. Absolutely not. Well, I've built a business up. So what else to know? You can't talk about your experience with a product that you, have, that you haven't tried. Let me say that again. You can't talk about your experience with a product you haven't tried. So just know that if you're doing that and you're an influencer listening, it's illegal. You shouldn't do it. If you're paid to talk about a product and thought it was terrible, you can't say it's terrific. So you can't get in trouble for lying to your followers about stuff if you think it's terrible and you go out there and say it's terrific. You can't make up claims about a product that would require proof the advertiser doesn't have, such as scientific proof that a product can treat a health condition. So, you know, it's you really got to be careful on that one. Um, Thankfully, I really haven't had to do a whole lot. But if you have any more questions about FTC guidelines, disclosures in, uh, uh, of endorsements or sponsored posts, you can go to ftc.gov influencers. There's a ton of important uh, material there for you to know about you know, your right as a consumer of content. Um, and for those of us that are influencers, we need to know and read. And so that is for anyone that is interested in that. It's ftc.gov backslash influencers. So we're going to take one more quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of this stuff. And I'm going to tell you what I personally do uh, to ensure that I'm being truthful with you always. So we'll be right back. All right. So let's talk about sort of my system and my, what I do to be honest with everyone that, uh, that follows me because I do believe in being honest and transparent about everything. Um, number one, uh, is 
When a brand and I decide that we're going to work together, there's always a contract involved because I don't do anything without a contract because you should never do anything, even if it's with a close friend, should never do anything without a contract because it protects both of you. Um, And I have always been of the mind to say, if I'm going to use a product and I'm going to promote it, that I want to use it, A, once before I agree to giving it an endorsement or, you know, posting it and telling you guys about it because I don't want to be misleading. So I, I haven't worked with a skincare brand in quite some time. But one thing that I can tell you is, is that anytime that I've come on and I've told you guys about a makeup product or a skincare product, I have tried skincare for a minimum of 30 days to see if it actually works and does what it claims that it does and it works for me uh, before I recommend it to you guys. Uh, even That's without even being paid for it. Um, even in skincare collaborations, I have a minimum 30-day uh, trial period in which I will use the product and then decide, okay, this is something that I'm comfortable you know, now saying to my followers that they should go out and purchase because it was worked for me, it's done what it said they've done. I've never promoted any type of makeup product that I haven't tried uh, once, twice, three times before. Um, sometimes I'll come on and I'll I'll give first impressions, and sometimes you know things do really well. Sometimes things that I've purchased don't really work that well for me, um, and I'll always be honest about that uh, if I'm not being you know paid for it. I I remember I tried out this CoverGirl uh, under eye setting powder. Um, and it was from their clean, like CoverGirl clean uh, line that they put out. And I love the CoverGirl skin milk. I've loved it since the first time I tried it. I've used CoverGirl products since I was in middle school and I was doing competitive dance and theater. Like CoverGirl was one of the first makeup brands that I'd ever used. And I, and I still use a lot of their stuff today. Um, and so I tried out this, this powder and I loved the way that it looked. But for some reason, anytime I used this product, it made my eyes water so bad because of the fragrance and it would just completely screw up my under eye, mess up the powder, mess up the concealer. And so I was just like, I can't, I can't use this and, and, and like go on and promote it. And so I literally had to go on because I had posted a video of me using it and I was like, this powder seemed great at first, but it didn't really work well for me. I gave it a, you know, to a friend of mine. They used it. They loved it. I let them have it. And I disclosed that on my Instagram stories. And because I think you should, because I don't want to be promoting something that I don't wholeheartedly believe in. Um, on other episodes, I've also talked about how I said I would never sell teeth whiteners or uh, poo poo tea. And uh, I have sold both. Um, on Instagram. Uh, one, I got free poo-poo tea, uh, and I, that was so long ago. I, that post is probably honestly archived at this point. Um, I met the contractual obligations of having it up for, you know, however many days that I had to and took it down. Um, I only, you know, posted it one time and I never really felt good about that because I was just like, ugh, like, I mean, of course, it's going to just, it's its temporary. It's not actually going to make you, like, lose weight and look like you have a six-pack. It's literally just going to clean you out. It's, it's like if you were going, you know, to take an X-lax, like, for Christ's sake. It's not anything, you know, groundbreaking. Um, teeth whiteners. Uh, I have always used the teeth whiteners before I've posted the content. Um, and I've seen that they've worked and they've done well. And so I have no problem doing that. Um I always say hashtag ad, hashtag sponsored in like the first few lines that you can see before you click more. If there's a long, uh, if there's a long sort of uh, caption on a photo or a post, I always put hashtag ad before that, uh, before that cutoff. So that's one way that I'm very honest and transparent as I say hashtag sponsored Hashtag ad. If it's a video, I say this video is sponsored by da 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 da. Um, you guys know when I'm posting an ad. You're always going to know that I'm when I'm posting an ad because I follow the FTC guidelines and telling you that. Because I think that A, I don't want to get sued. I don't want to get in trouble with the law. 
Been there, done that one. That's a different podcast altogether. Um, Don't really feel like going back to jail. (laughs) But also because I have built this platform and I have worked really hard to have so many wonderful listeners on this podcast, people that follow me on social media across different, uh, you know, social media platforms. And I don't want to ever, I don't ever want to risk that. I don't ever want to risk that relationship that we've built. That's really, really important to me. Um, I'll even give you something that, uh, an example. And I actually thought of this while I was uh, preparing for this episode today. So a few years ago, I'd gotten laid off from a job. And I, at that time, was trying desperately to make money any way that I could to pay my bills, to keep food in the bowls of my fur babies, and to make sure that I had food in the pantry and the refrigerator for me. And I was doing all that I could to do that. Um, And so one of the things that I decided to do was I wanted to, uh, I really, really wanted to start, uh, you know, giving people the opportunity for me to design resumes and uh, resumes for them and then an accompanied uh, template for their cover letters. Um, And so what I did was, is I started looking through Canva at some of the resume templates that they had and uh, had pulled a bunch of them that I liked and was sort of taking inspiration from a few things. And like, I really like how this one section on this resume looks, but I think it would look a lot better if we put a photo over here, if we did this, if we did that. And I tweaked a lot of them and sort of designed all these, you know, four or five different resumes uh, and just, you know, input some text from a random resume that I found on Google and on the sections and used a, a stock photo. And I went to go promote the fact that I was going to do this and I was going to charge people $30 for this stuff uh, with a you know 48-hour turnaround. And what I did was I didn't download the resume files that I had created on my own. I had downloaded the resume files that I had as an inspiration and wasn't paying much attention when I was trying to upload this onto Instagram stories. And it really bit me in the ass because I had also promoted it on my Facebook page as well. And someone said, I saw this template on Canva. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Like, I love, I I used a lot of theirs for inspiration and, you know, da, 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 da. And then a friend of mine was like, Patrick, that is not okay what you just tried to do. You just tried to take something that's free on the internet and use it to make money from people when you didn't have to do any of the design work that that comes with that. Like, I'm a graphic designer. How dare you? Like, that's so not okay, Patrick. And I was like, wait, 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 hold on. Wait a minute. And then I realized the photos that I had posted and realized that I had not posted the right ones. And I had to own that and eat that. And I said to everyone, I made a mistake. I didn't upload the right ones. I am so sorry. That seems deceptive. That's so terrible. I sincerely apologize for that. And I did. And I, I it was in the very early days of me being an influencer and, and being a blogger. And so I was mortified because my character and my integrity is so important to me. It is all that I have in this world. And I was so upset, but I immediately owned up to the fact that I had made a mistake. I apologized publicly for it. And I also apologized to that person privately. And, and, and we had a nice, you know, communication because I was so, this is a person that I loved. We were, you know, very good friends in, in college. And I, I, it broke my heart for, for her to be upset with me. And I was mortified. I was absolutely embarrassed, absolutely embarrassed. And so that is that, if you, if you make a mistake in this in this job, and we we will make many, because everybody makes mistakes, own it. It is so important to be truthful. It is so important to be honest, and unfortunately, that seems to be a little hard for some influencers and for some people in this industry with me. But that is something that I have always said from day one. I will never lie to any of you about anything that I promote to you. Anything that I'm paid for, you know that it is coming with a PWB stamp of approval. And you can always know that. 
because I'd never want to, I never want to make that money under false pretenses because I don't think that that's okay. And so I would love to know your guys' thoughts on the mascara gate issue. I'd love to know your thoughts on where you see the influencer uh, community going in the wake of such a huge influencer sort of having a fall from grace. Um, I would love to know your thoughts. And so I invite you to uh, send them to me. Go to our Instagram at Behind the Filter Pod uh, on under the post for this week's uh, episode. I want you to come in and I want you to tell me your thoughts. I want to know. I want to, I want, I, I'm so curious and I, I've sought out so many different people that, you know, I, I love and that I trust and that I, uh, you know, really enjoy. Um, you know, both personally and then also on the internet to see their feedback, to see what they've thought about the situation. And, and also, I've loved that so many influencers have now started talking about how they disclose their product, uh, how they disclose their product endorsements and the disclosures that they make. And so that was one of the things that I loved. And I was like, I have to do that. And I have to also break this down for you so you can understand why we say hashtag ad, why it is so important for us to do this. It's because it's literally the fucking law. It's literally the fucking law. And I'm sorry, you don't fuck with the law. You just, nobody in this world is above the law. And that's why I get so angry when I see people like this one specific influencer that I mentioned earlier, who constantly, constantly is deceptive. And I just don't understand how somebody could have like a million followers and not be held fucking accountable. Like, and it's not, you know, as bad, it's, that to me is just as bad as saying, Oh, I don't have false lashes on. I just put on three to four coats of it. This girl is literally, I I just said it's a girl. I was trying not to even use a gender. This girl is so deceptive and it pisses me off to no end because there's a million reasons why I get, why I'm so damn irritated with this bitch. But no, anyways, I, 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 I could, I could go on and on and on, on and on about people that are deceptive I have always been truthful with you guys about everything that I do. Have I facetuned myself? Yes. Do I still do it today? Damn right I will. Because guess what? If I don't want you to see the texture on my face, and as long as I'm not promoting a beauty product, then who the hell cares if I don't want you to see the texture on my face? Period. That's not your business. It's mine. It's, and I, do, have I whitened my teeth using Facetune? Damn right I have. Damn right I have. Did I do it in a teeth whitener ad? No, because that would be lying to you. No. So the thing about it is, it's like, I, I'm always going to be truthful and honest about it. And that's it. That's all. I, I, I just, you know, I, I really feel that when you're promoting things like skincare, beauty, uh, oral hygiene, you should really just be open and honest about it. And like, I just think it's just, it's, it is asinine that someone would think that they don't have to be honest about that. Like, it's just so insane to me, but I've been talking a lot that I wanted to just get all my thoughts out on this. I'm excited for you, you know, to hear what your thoughts are on it. Let's, you know, have a conversation about it. And in the comment section on the behind the filter, uh, Instagram, let's all talk. Let's, let's, let's get a conversation started. And if, if, Ever you feel like you have an issue with maybe a product that I'm promoting or, uh, you know, anything like that, I always want you to come to me. I'll never, I'll never, you know, I will never be ugly to you if you come to me in good faith and in kindness about something. Maybe I'm using a product that didn't work for you, but that doesn't mean it didn't work for me. But if, if you ever are like, hey, Patrick, is this an ad? I, I, I saw this. I just wanted to know, are you being paid? I will always be honest with you about it. I will always be honest about it. Because in the way that I view this industry, I just think that transparency is the most important thing. And it's why I've said literally everything about me, I've said on the internet already. Because I don't want to lie to any of you. And so that, that's it. That's all. And, you know, I, I've recorded another episode that you guys are going to hear um, after the month of February. And it's a very, very personal episode for me. And it is, I, I've already recorded it because it took me quite a, quite a few times to sit down and record it because it was just very hard. Um, and it's talking about how I got my start in the industry. And 
talking about finances, talking about mental health. And it is literally like my do's and don'ts of if you want to become an influencer. And it's a conversation that I really wanted to have. And it's something that I've always wanted to sort of put out there, but it, it took a lot to kind of like sit down with myself and my thoughts, and my feelings and get that ready for you. And so what I will say is this, I, I want everyone to understand that we're all human. We all make mistakes. We are allowed to make mistakes as, as human beings. We are flawed individuals. Uh, if you do not, you know, if you're not somebody that like me, who's a Christian and you don't believe that in, in quote unquote sin, just understand human beings are, are flawed individuals. Um, I don't think what Michaela did was, uh, I don't believe there was any malintent in her part. Um, I don't think she meant to hurt anybody. I also don't think she thought people were really paying that much attention, but it just goes to show you everything you do on the internet. When you have a large following, you are under a microscope at all times. You're in a fishbowl and everybody's sitting there watching you. And so be careful and, and, and really think about what you're doing. Um, but I, I want us to show a little bit of grace to her. You can be upset with what she did, but understand that she is a human being. We all fall short. Uh, we all make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes. And I hope you guys have the same sort of grace that you give to me. Um, but I'll always open up to you and I'll always tell you the truth. I'll always own up to the things that I've done, the things that I've said. And so I would love to hear from you guys on your thoughts on this whole situation. Let me know if you'd like a, a deeper dive into sort of the law aspect of influencers, because I can always bring a, an attorney on uh, and we can talk about it all. Talk about, we can mention it all. And uh, so with that, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. I'm super excited about uh, it being Black History Month. I love celebrating Black History Month. I get so excited about it because there's so much history that has been whitewashed uh, in this country and in this world. And so you guys know my best friend, Chelsea Olivia, always comes on to kick off Black History Month. She's coming on again. And so I'm super excited for you guys to hear this really amazing episode. We dive into a lot. Um that's upcoming and uh, during Black History Month, like I said, we're only listening uh, on this platform to black creators and uh, that's it, that's all. So I love each and every one of you. If you haven't, make sure that you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Spotify. You can also subscribe to us on Google Podcasts. Make sure that you leave us a five-star rating and a rating and a raving review and join me again next week for a look behind the filter Black History Month edition. Mwah. Love you guys. 